Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Well, we made it Friday. Hello and welcome into our Friday program. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Big IU football game coming up this weekend against Cincinnati. More on that later in the show. And another big night of high school football here in Southern Indiana. Providence has been the storyline in recent weeks and really all season long in our high school football season. And can they go across the river tonight and get a win at Holy Cross in Louisville, who's having a good season as well? Uh, We'll cover all of this and more in today's program. Let's take a look at the show lineup, a very busy Friday program. Show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, you know, we talk a lot of recruiting. Uh, We love talking high school basketball. And one of my favorite things to do is have on high school coaches of some of the big IU targets and commitments that they have landed in the past. And so we're going to do that in segment one, Kokomo coach John Peckinpah. He's really one of the good young coaches in our state. He's going to join us to talk about a prospect, very intriguing, that is rising up the national rankings. IU coaches were four deep for him earlier this week at one of the Kokomo early practices. John Peckinpah, the coach of the Wildcats in Kokomo, to talk about Flory Bedunga coming up here in just a moment. Also, later in the show, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, is with us. We'll preview IU Cincinnati and... There's a ton of stuff to get to from yesterday. It was IU Basketball Media Day. We got a chance to hear from Coach Woodson. He had some very notable things to say. Trace Jackson Davis and so many of the IU players as well. A great way to set the tone for the season that is just around the corner. And a lot to unpack from Media Day yesterday in Bloomington. Later in the hour, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star will join us. Kyle always stops by on Friday. We'll talk recruiting. We'll talk high school football and more with Kyle when he is with us a little bit later in the show today. And that's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, a reminder, the Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started like their fresh coffee and delicious donuts and you can download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day and one other thing high school football tonight Jeff and Silver Creek is the big one. That will be our Southern Indiana coverage. Of course, St. X football on the Big X tonight. Justin Kalen has the call of Jeff and Silver Creek on one of our sister stations, WFIA 
94.7 FM. Again, WFIA 94.7 FM on your dial, also streaming online as well. Let's get to our first guest, Coach John Peckinpah of Kokomo High School, the boys' basketball program. Coach, great to have you on. We don't often get a chance to go up to northern Indiana and chat with basketball coaches, so it's fun to have this opportunity today. Hey, Matt, thanks for uh, giving me a chance to come on. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Uh, you've got a player uh, that was really a big gift to Kokomo's program, I'm sure, when he arrived there. He's originally from the Congo. His name is Flory Badunga. He's had all sorts of college interest here the last year or so. And, Coach, his game is really on an upward trend right now. Can you tell us kind of the story about how a player from Congo got to Kokomo and really the immediate impact that he made within your program? Yeah, you know, we have a really cool international program at Kokomo here. Um, I think we have over 100 international kids that, that come here year in and year out, um, and we kind of got lucky with Lori. Um, the best thing about him is he, he's probably a better kid than he is a basketball player still to this day. Um, he, he makes everyone around him better. Um, he's just got a contagious smile, a contagious demeanor about him um and he's an extremely hard worker that um has a really really rare ability of you know if you fix one thing like you never have to correct that that mistake or um that habit again um so uh he, he's definitely got a bright future ahead of him um as long as he keeps working hard John Peckinpah, he's the coach of Flory Bedunga at Kokomo. You and your family, coach, have been around basketball at so many different levels in our state for years. Um, you, you've been around, uh, coached, and coached against a lot of great prospects uh, from the state of Indiana. Where does Flory rank as far as where he's at now and what his potential could be? I mean, he's right up there at the top. Um echelon of players that I've seen played against, coached against. Um, I think the thing that sets Flory apart is his his unbelievable motor and work ethic to go along with his athleticism. Um, he still obviously has some skill work that he needs to improve on. Um, his motor and toughness, and you put that out his God-given abilities, it makes him a pretty special uh, basketball player. Obviously, Indiana, just one of many schools from the Big Ten and really across the country that are recruiting Flory at a very high level. You've had a lot of visitors in this fall, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But earlier this week, Mike Woodson made an appearance at Kokomo High School, and he brought basically his entire assistant coaching staff uh, with him to view Flory in one of your practices. What what do you think, uh, what kind of statement was that from him to you, to Flory's family, and obviously to Flory himself, that it's not just me, the head coach, coming. I'm going to bring my entire staff to let you know where you stand at Indiana. No, I think that's always good when you have guys coming to the gym. Um, the unique thing about Flory is he didn't grow up in, in, in the States, um, so it's nice for him to get to know people. Um, he didn't have a favorite college growing up, um, so, so it's good for him to start building those relationships and see kind of what fits for him and, and who he can kind of determine uh, who's going to make me a pro at the end of the day and who's going to help me get that degree at the end of the day. 
can you tell us some of the other schools and visitors that you've had? I know his recruitment continues to grow, it seems, on a weekly basis, but where are things at as far as some of the top suitors coming into Kokomo High School? Yeah, you know, Georgetown's been in. Purdue's obviously um, made a strong push. Cincinnati's been in. Auburn's been in a couple times. Um, there, There's a long list. Butler's been in. Um, and they're just going to keep coming. Um, he, he's going to – he's the number two rated player on rivals, and I think he's top ten in the rest of the polls you see. Um, the, the thing about him is he's only going to continue to get better. Um so I would plan. I would think we would continue to stay busy. Um, but the thing I talk to them a lot about is don't let this become a distraction and then your main goal, and that's just to continue to get better at basketball. Yeah, no question. John Peckinpah is the head basketball coach at Kokomo. Coach, I mentioned your family and even you being around and playing basketball here in our state. Uh, you've seen a lot of players come and go over the years. Badunga, six foot nine center, and a lot of us down here, and a lot of IU fans in general, uh, have not seen him. Maybe some highlights that are out there from the recent travel season where he played with Indiana Elite. But can you describe his game as a big six foot nine center? Yeah, you know he's a presence defensively, has unbelievable instincts, um, incredible shot blocker. Blocker, he's a left-handed kid, and he has a. Uh, knack just to kind of make plays at the rim um offensively uh, really really good hands um gets off the ground extremely quick um for a kid that's pretty new to basketball i think he played for about three years um now he, he pivots extremely well he he can play over his right shoulder really well with his left hand um his right hand is getting a ton better um i think this summer and fall we put a ton of ton of focus in on being able to play out of the post and face up, attack some people in transition, and, and that's going to continue to grow and get better. But overall, you'll hear a lot of people talk about uh, him lacking skill. Uh, he's actually a pretty skilled post um, that if he just trusts his right hand, he can play over both shoulders. He pivots extremely, extremely well, and he catches about everything. Uh, I think the biggest two things he needs to work on are just shooting and passing. Um, and that comes with just reps and being comfortable with the ball in your hands with, with passing. Flory Bedunga's high school coach, John Peckinpah, uh, is our guest. Uh, coach, it, it seems to be the message around Flory right now is that he's just taking everything in. He's been out to some campuses. Obviously, you guys have had a lot of visitors to Kokomo. Uh, is there any kind of pecking order right now in his recruitment, or is this just uh, an opportunity for him to see who's interested and in return for him to evaluate and see who he's interested in in return? I think uh... – He's just trying to get familiar with the programs. Like I said a little bit earlier, you know, he didn't grow up wanting to go to one particular school um, and didn't grow up watching uh, college basketball. So I think he's trying to figure out, you know, playing style, fit, relationship with coaches um, that, that are recruiting him, all of that. I, I don't know if you could ask him one day and then the next. It would stay the same right now. Um, but just taking it slow, trying not to be overwhelmed with, with the process. 
All right, Coach, uh, thank you so much for all the insight on Flory. Before we let you go, I think this is kind of interesting. Uh, I think people in our area will find this interesting. You're a young coach that uh, did well at Noblesville, went to Kokomo uh, recently, and your wife, if I'm correct, is the Kokomo uh, girls coach, and I think also the Kokomo volleyball coach. So you guys are truly a coaching family, and uh, that's kind of a neat thing that I'm not aware if I've, I've heard of that or seen that before, but uh, you guys must be all Wildcat basketball all the time, Coach. Oh, without a doubt. Now she's coaching volleyball, and, and she might be trying to tell me something that she doesn't want to be at the house with me. But, uh, <laughs> no, we, we love it here in Kokomo. It's a, it's a great community. Being from Muncie, kind of growing up in the NCC, um, I, I still don't think there's a better conference in the state, and that might make some of your southern listeners mad, but just <laughs> all the history and all the gyms we go to, um, it, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool deal. And I think some some of our our crowds are going to be pretty packed this year because of um, the success we had last year as a team. Coach, we got to bring you down to Southern Indiana sometime for a game so people can see your your team in Flory Bedunga. Uh, you guys went to the semi-state last year, lost by two points. I know that was a tough one to Chesterton, who went on to lose in the state championship game. But Flory, I, I believe, is not your only piece this year. Yes, he's a focal piece, but you you and Kokomo, the team overall, you, you're set for a pretty good season where I think you have plans on very, being very competitive. Isn't that correct? No, without a doubt. Um, we didn't lose anybody. We, we didn't have a senior on the team um, last year. Uh, we just got a bunch of tough kids that, you know, know how to play basketball, that, that are gritty. Um, and I, I think they're pretty focused in right now on, on making another run. We just got to stay in the moment and take it day by day and not get caught up in trying to meet everyone's expectations from day one. Um, it will still be a process. Hopefully we're a lot better in March than we are in November. Um, but I think if we, we don't lose our focus, I think we can have a, have another good year and hopefully make a run in the tournament. All right, good stuff. John Peckinpah, the coach at Kokomo, sharing some real insight on Flory Bedunga, who's becoming a big-time player not only in our state but across the country as well. Coach, I'm sure that we'll cross paths again. I met you first when I was with New Albany at that great holiday tournament you guys put on at Noblesville, and uh, you've always done a first-class job coaching and with everything around basketball. So it's nice to catch up on the radio, and we'll talk again soon. Yep, I appreciate having you having me on and I would love to get down there and play the Bulldogs my mom's from New Albany so that'd be fun for us next year if we work that out I had forgotten about that I had forgotten about that great connection all right coach thank you have a good season and we'll touch base again soon all right sounds good all right, need to catch up with Coach Peck and Paul, and I love hearing from the high school coaches. They're the ones that are around these players in the school building, on the basketball court, in the practices. Uh, just need to hear their insight. And uh, Coach Peck and Paul of Kokomo, kind enough to share a few minutes with us today here on our program to talk about Flory Bedunga, who I think really, you know, Jalen Harrelson and Trent Sisley, I, I hear a lot about them. A lot of people ask questions about them. They're a grade below Bedunga in 2025, but 
but uh, Flory is sure intriguing, and uh, I've only seen bits and pieces of his game, uh, but he just has the makeup and the skill set early on of a guy that's got great potential soon, one day, uh, to get to the NBA, and of course, going to be interesting to see what happens between potentially now and then, but Indiana in the mix, it seems like a guy that is open and taking it all in, and uh, kind of interesting, not from the state, not from our country. You heard Coach Paul say doesn't have a favorite college, so he truly uh, does appear just to be taking all this in and uh, seeing uh, what he can find out about these programs before he makes any kind of cut or final determination. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. We'll recap tons of things to talk about, a lot of talking points from IU Men's Basketball Media Day yesterday. We'll talk a little IU Cincinnati football for Saturday. And then Kyle Nedrip of the Indianapolis Star will be with us later in the hour today. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And back with you here on this Friday program. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got something on IU basketball for Dylan or a prediction on the IU football game at Cincinnati on Saturday, you can fire those in to me as a text message. And as we get into basketball season, uh, if you got something you want to talk about, I don't always ask the right questions uh, of our great guests. Uh, let me know. Send me what you want me to ask uh, to some of these great IU basketball talking heads that we feature here on the program each day. Dylan, today's one of those shows where you and I could probably go an hour or more easily because we've got football on Saturday, IU Media Day, basketball media day was yesterday. The TV designations and most of the tip times were announced yesterday as well. So there's just tons of stuff to get to. And it's a big recruiting weekend. Indiana's got some key guys coming in on campus this weekend as well. So we can kind of take our pick. I feel like we need to start with men's basketball media day yesterday. Coach Woodson, and I don't have his transcript or the quote pulled up in front of me, but uh, I I respect that he doesn't shy away from tough questions, uh, whether it was about Xavier Johnson or uh, expectations and pressure on him and the team this season. But he told everybody point blank, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically that he came to Indiana to win Big Ten championships and national championships. And that's a pretty bold statement for anybody to make. Uh, but I like I like Coach Woodson. I like how he handles things like media day. Yeah, absolutely. And then he, he said that last year, too. You know, when he first took the job, he said it throughout the season. You know, he, you know even though last year he's like, you know, it's going to take time for our team to build together. You know, he said his ultimate goal here is to win Big Ten titles, win the national title, um, and, you know, just because heading into this year there's way more expectations from kind of the outside on Indiana, it hasn't changed what Woodson has wanted to do all along. You know, these are the expectations he's had for his team ever since he came to Indiana. So now that other people are talking about it, 
I don't think it's going to be much of a big deal for, for his team and, and the way they're supposed to, to go about their business. I mean, I remember the anecdote from last year. You know, I think they said, you know, Trace or one of the players said, you know, every day after a practice, you know, they'll, they'll huddle up and Woodson will tell them to look at the banners and say, you know, this is why we're doing this. We're going to hang another one of those. Um, whether it was a Big Ten banner or a national title banner. So you know, this has been a message that he's had for this team for a while. And, and now, you know, it's, it's now that people are talking about it a lot more, you know, he was obviously asked a lot of questions about, you know, how are you going to handle this stuff? And he said, hey, we're not going to run from it. You know, he was asked about the, the non-conference schedule, kind of the tough games they're playing. He says, we're not going to run from it either. You know, he expects to win all those games, you know. So he, he's a very matter of fact about the way he goes about things. And uh, I'm glad he's not shy to talk about it. Because, you know, a lot of times with, with coaches, um, you know, you hear just like, if you try to ask kind of those big picture things, they'll be like, we're just focused one game at a time. And, and you know, Woodson's going to say that at some point during this season, obviously. But it is kind of nice to hear him say, you know, overall, like, hey, this is what we want to do anyway. So we're not going to shy away from those expectations. We're not going to shy away from people talking about where we should be ranked. You know, this is this is a conversation that Indiana wants to be in. So I was glad that he was, he kind of took that head on and, and talked about it and, it's just really cool to see Media Day yesterday. You know, this is kind of a a small thing, but, you know, Media Days in the past used to just be in the Indiana press room, so it would just be, like, on the podium there. But, man, they made it they made it kind of a big deal yesterday. They, they put a stage on the Assembly Hall court. They had little round tables for each player. You know, it was, it's, it was just a lot different than it used to be. You know, they did it with the women's team as well, and, you know, both those teams are – probably going to be ranked in the in the top 20 or you know certainly the women will be top 10 heading into this season so i just thought it was a really cool way indiana handled the media days it just made it feel like a little bit of a bigger deal you know it's all kind of the same stuff same type of interviews but i, I the setup of it and how they went about going about it, i mean it just felt, felt it felt cool you know so so I'm, I'm excited for the season to get get going here and you know it's, it's going to be here before we know it you know who's your hysteria is coming up in i think about two weeks and then after that you know after Hoosier Series happens, we'll only be a couple of weeks away from that exhibition game and the start of the season. So exciting time for sure. All right, uh, Dylan, there's a number of things to go through. Uh, one of the things, and I was not there yesterday, I, I was watching the video of Trace Jackson Davis, and I had to go back and rewind it and play it again. He was talking about somebody playing at a really high level right now. I was doing something else as I was listening. And he was talking about Logan Duncombe. And I don't think that that's a terrible shock. I mean, I saw Logan play a number of times in high school. We know he's got potential and is sure a skilled player. It just never materialized, whether it was playing time or other things uh, last year for Indiana. But uh, Trace Jackson Davis really giving Logan Duncombe some kudos about how he's playing, the level he's playing at right now, rebounding the basketball, playing very well defensively against Trace in some of the open gyms and scrimmages that they're having. So that was one of the, I think, biggest surprises to hear Logan Duncombe get praise from Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, it was. And I think Race Thompson said something about him as well, just about you know similar things along the lines of, you know, he's, he's really grown as a player. You know, he's playing well on the court right now. And, you know, I was, I was kind of surprised. You know, and, you know, last year coming in as a freshman, I don't think there were too many expectations for him, especially when Indiana brought in Michael Durr, you know, an experienced transfer, sort of be that kind of backup center to Trace. Uh, but heading into this year, you know, when you had, you bought in, you know, you brought in Malik Renew, you had a Caleb Banks, you had a Jordan Geronimo who, who's all going to be probably playing in that front court rotation. Uh, there was still kind of, you know, I'm still kind of looking up and down like, uh, is Logan Duncan really going to find minutes? You know, we didn't see a whole lot of him last year, so, you know, we don't want to have a lot, we don't have a lot to go off of. But as you alluded to, you know, he was a really good high school player. He's a really good 
um, guy coming in for Indiana, and I think a lot of fans were excited about what he could potentially bring. So when Trace name-dropped him in regards to Trace kind of talking about him playing the four more, Trace, that is, you know, being able to maybe shoot a little more on the outside, expand his game, um, it was really interesting. You know, I'm really curious to see, um, you know, how they're going to go about implementing Logan in, into the in the lineup if he does play a lot. But it was a really nice surprise because, you know, he could really be a, a helpful kind of backup center for Indiana, especially, you know, when you're playing against some of those teams in the Big Ten, as, you know, there always will be, you know, there's going to be a Zach Eady from Purdue. There's always going to be those really big guys that, you know, maybe it's a little bit tougher for a guy like Trace and Race to guard them. Um, so if Logan doesn't come in, you know, five, seven, ten minutes a game and, and really help in that regard, it could be a really good thing for Indiana. So um, I'm excited to see it now. You know, I think when I was going up and down the roster, you know, we, we've all talked about, you know, rotation minutes and how many guys can play where. You know, Logan Duncan was kind of a forgotten piece. I didn't really think that he would probably play a whole lot this year. But, you know, now that Trace talked about him and Race talked about him, um, I'm really curious to see, you know, what kind of role he could have this season. You know, he's, he's got a year under his belt now. Um, you know, he's, he's had, you know, he kind of got that, it wasn't a redshirt year last year, but it was, you know, sort of similar in that regard where you didn't play a whole lot. You got to just do the practices. You got to do the workouts. You got to do everything and just kind of see how things are supposed to be. So I'm, ex- I'm excited now to see kind of what his role could be. And, you know, like I said, if, if, he, if he has a, a prominent role on this team, uh, it could be helpful because he, he's a big guy. He's, he's he's really skilled. I think he's got some pretty good post moves. He can finish with either hand. He's got a he's got a nice touch from mid range. Um, you know, the couple minutes the couple minutes he got last year, um, whether it was you know when Indiana was blowing a team out in the non conference, you know he would hit you know these like ten foot jumpers that look kind of smooth. So um, you know I, I'm I'm really curious. That was one of the biggest surprises I think I heard yesterday too. You know I think everyone was curious about the freshmen and all that stuff but when when they were starting talking about logan um it really really kind of piqued my interest and it's going to be something to look out for this season i think one of the other takeaways and we knew this would come up with xavier johnson is given his off-season legal troubles with a traffic incident uh would he be would he be suspended would he miss any games once the regular season uh, arrives because of his his issues. And the answer to that, according to Mike Woodson, is no, but Coach Woodson also said he doesn't have a car anymore. Uh, he t- took took it away from him. So, uh, again, and only Coach Woodson style that he could get away with, I thought that was, uh, again, a serious issue, but a little bit of, of funny to it. Uh, it sounds like Xavier Johnson is being forced to, to walk a tightrope. He will not miss any games, but he no longer has a vehicle to cruise around Bloomington and the little bit of free time he might have. Yeah, Woodson, Woodson's the only coach who can probably, you know, say that in like kind of like a smart, funny way. And, and even though it's a kind of a serious matter, like he made it just to come off so chill and relaxed. So that, that was that was nice on his part. But yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people were really curious about, you know, if Xavier would have some punishment heading into the season. And, you know, I, I never thought that he would only because it happened, you know, the incident happened early summer. And, you know, you would think that, you know, right when it happens, that's when Woods and the coaching staff kind of goes with him and, and they really sit down and have a conversation. And, you know, with all these months later, and, you know, he, like Woodson said, he, he's done some community service. He's done everything he's needed to do to go through the whole legal process. Um, and I just think for, for Woodson and, and the coaching staff to suspend him for a couple games this season, you're just kind of resurfacing something that happened so long ago. You're resurfacing something that Xavier clearly moved on from, clearly learned from, um, to just kind of get past. And, and for you to do that, you're kind of resurfacing it. Maybe not the best idea, even though, you know, I understand kind of the punishment and discipline of that side. But I'm sure they did have some kind of discipline for him. As Woodson said, took away his vehicle, you know, stuff like that. So 
I, I mean, I think the coaching staff handled it um, accordingly when, when the event happened, and I'm glad that they're kind of going about it the way they are. You know, Woodson, and you, you know, you, you heard the comments from Woodson. You know, he was really complimentary of Xavier and just his attitude change. He's very complimentary of, you know, I think you mentioned of all the guys he's, he's seen play this summer, Xavier's been the brightest in terms of level of play. Um, that's got to excite a lot of fans because we all know how good he is and how good he can be. And then when he's playing like he did at the end of last year and all the kind of outside incidents and all the, you know, the mistakes and stuff like that, you know, goes away. You know, he's a really valuable player to this basketball team. So um, I, I was glad the way Woodson addressed all that, the way he handled it. I, I like the way Indiana's going about it. I think it's, you know, like I said, it happened months ago, so it's in the past. He said it's all behind them, and I think it's a good thing because Xavier, um, it's, he's clearly learned from it. You know, he gave quotes about it too, saying, you know, he's happy he's got a second chance. He's, he's got a head, you know, his head on his shoulders. So uh, I'm excited for him to really come out and have an awesome season because I think he's a really good dude. Um, and I, I think that was, an, you know, it was, it was a mistake. And you know what? Uh, he's what, 22, 23, and that's the kind of stuff that happens sometimes when you're in college. So. You know, I'm I'm hoping I'm glad that it's behind them, um, and I'm excited, you know, to see him on the court this season for Indiana. You know, he's going to be a a big part of this team as a point guard, and, and I think Woodson and talked about how much you know point guards mean to his team, and for Xavier to be in year two of that, a little bit more comfortable with his role. But, you know, if he starts the year like he ended last year, uh, it could be an exciting time for Indiana. You know, one other thing I was interested to hear, Malik Renault, incoming freshman from Montverde, talking about his high school teammate, now IU teammate, Jalen Hood-Shafino. And I think Hood-Shafino, we all are beginning to understand we should expect a lot from probably right out of the gate as a freshman. But he, he was kind of emotional talking about uh, Jalen and their relationship and the opportunity to uh, to go through a high school career, the ups and downs, and win the Geico championship on television. And now, uh, just as things would work out, they're going to be college teammates as well, at least for a while. So I thought that was interesting to hear two freshmen coming in talk about their journey together. And Malik was, uh, was very upfront, and I thought open talking about that yesterday. Yeah, something I noticed from Malik throughout this kind of off season, you know, I think he had a one-off availability with the media, uh, you know, earlier in the summer. But uh, he he just seems like a really, he, you know, he seems like a very, you know, got got a good personality. I'll say it that way. He's got a, he's got a really nice personality. He's kind of funny. He kind of jokes around and stuff, and you know, he answers questions. And um, you know, I think one of the one of one of the cool things that I saw yesterday was I think it was Tracer Race talking about when Malik first showed up. You know, he was dominating everybody. You know, he was he was owning every trace and race. He was beating them and everything. And they said they kind of had to figure out his moves and, and figure out how to stop him because he was just that good. And um, that, that's an exciting piece, you know, for those two guys who, you know, we all we all knew coming in, they're really, you know, high-heralded recruits. They have a really good chance to play. And, and just from everything we're hearing from the coaches, from the players on the team, you know, these two guys could seem like they could be a really big piece of this team. And I think they have to be for Nana to kind of be – you know, as good as we want them to be. You know, they need to have these these five star freshmen come in and be able to contribute. And I think Woodson said yesterday, you know, um, he never puts expectations on freshmen, but he said it's also his job to make sure that they don't play like freshmen. So they need to come in and do whatever's asked of them. And you know, you know, we're hoping that you know, I think you know, we we have seen just a, a trajectory, or, you know, a pattern in the past of the last couple of years of high recruits coming in, not having as big of a role as we thought they would, not maybe being as productive as we hoped they would be. Um, and we're all hoping that changes this year with, with Jalen Huchifino and, and Malik Renault. You know, those, those are the two kind of big names coming into this recruiting class. 
and you know, I'm, the other two guys could be could come in and, and be do well too with Caleb Banks and CJ Gunn. But you know, those two guys uh, just playing high school together, and like you said, Malik, Malik and Jalen seem like they have an awesome relationship. And you know, once once Malik decommitted from Florida, it felt like it was such a short turnaround for him to then commit to Indiana. You know, I remember seeing him come here, and Jalen was with him on his visit. Jalen was kind of you know, recruiting him in a way as well to, to come join him, join with him up again. And I just felt like that moved all very quickly, and it, and it obviously just goes right for the relationship between those two guys. You know, if he didn't have a great relationship with Jalen, it probably wouldn't have been, you know, that easy of a decision to choose to come to Indiana. So I'm excited they're both here, uh, and, and I'm excited that, you know, to see what they can both do on the court because, you know, these are two guys that could really make an impact for any of this season and really kind of, you know, be, be game changers for them. So I'm definitely excited to see how those guys fit in on this, on this year's roster. All right, two big guys, recruits, potential recruits, coming in this weekend for Indiana Montverde teammates. Derek Queen and Liam McNeely will both get an opportunity to see the Indiana campus. So I'll tell you what, um, you can bet that uh, Hood Shafino and Renew will have to have their recruiting hats on uh, yeah. this weekend to see if they can continue that Montverde connection Indiana has had recently uh, to the Montverde program down in Florida. So uh, two big names in the 2024 class coming in, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. Yeah, I'm I just like what Indiana is doing recruiting-wise. You know, not just Mount Verde, IMG, all those kind of schools in, in Florida, you know, that this, a lot of talent is down there. and. Indiana's been able to bring in a lot of those guys, you know, Tamar Bates, Hojifino, Malik Rodeo, you know, all these kind of guys. And, and I'm excited that, and, you know, when you get those guys in your campus, it gets a little bit easier to, to bring, you know, some of the other guys coming in. I know McNeely is one of the big kind of recruits, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously had his, his conversations and talks with Indiana. I think he tweeted out, like, a hype video that he's coming to Bloomington this weekend. So he seems pretty excited about it. Um, so, so it could be cool. You know, last week um, I actually saw – Jalen Harrelson and Trent Sisley um, out in the tailgate fields. I was tailgating for the football game, and I saw those two guys. I, they, they must have been friends with somebody who was kind of near our tailgate, and I saw both those guys. They were on visits here as well. So, um, you know, they're getting a lot of good talent in on the weekends uh, in this fall right now. So it's a good thing recruiting-wise. And, uh, you know, last week was a great week to have people in town. It was a fun football game, good weather, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing, and, and these are two more important recruits, and I think Indiana's doing a really good job getting these guys on campus at the right time. And I'm sure you're right. I'm sure Jalen and Malik will, will probably accompany them a little bit on their visits, show them around, you know, tell them, show them how things are going. So uh, I'm excited to see what comes of it. I'm sure we'll get um, a good amount of Q&As from both those guys, um, from whoever it is, inside the hall, Daily Hoosier, whoever wants, whoever talks to them, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get some insight on kind of what they thought of the visit, the campus, all that kind of stuff. So I'm uh, looking forward to see that and looking forward to, you know, the more guys are going to get on campus. I know October 7th, 6th, 7th at Hoosier Stereo Weekend is going to be another big weekend for recruits to come in and, and uh, visit, visit Bloomington. So it, it, it's a really good time, and a lot of big guys are coming to Bloomington these, these couple weeks here. Absolutely. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Real quick on IU football, give me your take on things this weekend as the Hoosiers take on their toughest opponent of the season so far at Cincinnati. I'm curious to see how this game's going to go. Um, you know, it's Indiana's first road game, so that'll it's always interesting. Um, I think Cincinnati is is pretty is pretty good this year. You know, they're obviously not what they were last year, but um, I know they lost a lot of guys, but they also you know they're also pretty pretty good as well. You know, they I, I watched their first game at Arkansas. Um, you know, Arkansas won the game by seven, but it was a really good competitive game. I thought Cincinnati looked like a really pretty solid football team. Um, a lot more solid than the way Indiana has looked lately, but. 
Um, I'm going to be curious to see how Halloween comes out. Um, I don't expect them to win. I think they're like 21-point underdog or something like that. But um, I'm curious to see if, if, if they can keep it competitive. I'm curious to see if, you know, if they can kind of hang in there a little bit because, you know, I, I think, I think talent-wise, you know, Cincinnati is obviously more talented, but Indiana is probably not too far behind just in terms of, like, individual talent, guys on the roster, recruiting-wise, stuff like that. You know, I, I think this could be – um, a potentially close game in the first half, maybe. I'm hoping. I'm hoping Indiana can be competitive. At least that's kind of what I'm looking for, is to see how they play against you know one of those kind of bigger schools. You know, I think you know Illinois. I think Illinois is okay this year. Um, probably not the greatest, but I think if you can stay competitive with Cincinnati for a little bit, um, I can feel. I might feel a little good about their chances to get the six wins this year. You know, you're already halfway there, so you got to find three more wins in the next nine games. And um, you know, I, I don't expect them to come this Saturday to get the fourth one, but. I'm I'm just hoping to see some some progress and some signs because you know the last two weeks against Idaho and Western Kentucky, um, I just think a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouths about how the offenses look, about kind of the big gap chunk plays the defense has been giving up. So um, it's going to be a real test tomorrow. Hopefully things just don't snowball off the rails right from the start and Indiana gets blown out of the water. Um, hopefully they can keep it close. And I think that's just, you know we're just going to have to wait and see there. And um, you know after that you got another big road game. Uh, in the Big Ten, so uh, this is this start. This week starts an important stretch for Indiana, and you're hoping that last, unlike last year, you know things don't snowball. You're hoping they can kind of be competitive and kind of take momentum into into whatever they got going coming up next. So I'm excited for the game. I think Indiana and Cincinnati. I think it's kind of cool to have you know those kind of games that you know they're they're kind of close regionally. I'm sure a lot of Hoosier fans will, will make the trip down there. So uh, definitely definitely excited to watch it. And um, you know I don't expect them to win, but I hope they keep it somewhat close, somewhat competitive. Absolutely. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. What high school football game will you be at up in the Seymour area tonight? It's the Jackson Bowl tonight. So Seymour is at Brownstown. Uh, uh, Brownstown's, Brownstown's won the last three games. So, uh, you know, they, they have a 9-6 to six advantage in this rivalry since 2007. You know, they're obviously the smaller school, but uh, you know, I think Seymour's having a little bit of a better year this year. They might get their, their top player, Jalen Johnson, back tonight. So, uh should be a fun game. You know, the community always loves it. It's going to be packed in the stands, so uh, I'm excited to see those two teams go at it. Last year's game was a little bit of a blowout, so I'm sure uh, they're they're hoping to get some avenge. They're hoping to avenge that loss this year. Absolutely. Dylan Wallace. Dylan, thank you. We'll catch up again next week. Sounds good. Thanks. High school football tonight in our area. Again, Providence at Holy Cross over in Louisville is definitely a game of interest. And the Jeffersonville-Silver Creek game a year ago, it was a fantastic game. And Justin Kalen will have the call of that for us on 94.7 WFIA, one of our sister stations. Charlestown looks to get back on the winning track tonight. They play at Scottsburg. Clarksville will host a solid Perry Central team tonight. Floyd Central also at home. They will take on Columbus East. I mentioned Jeff and Silver Creek, New Albany on the road at Bloomington North. And that's kind of a look at the high school football schedule for tonight. One week away from the great Jeff New Albany rivalry. I don't think either team is great this year, but the rivalry is great, and perhaps the game will be competitive as well. And I tell you what, this fall weather. Uh, that has entered. We go from a hot and humid Wednesday, the last day of summer, to a comfortable, breezy fall day yesterday, the first day of fall, and even more fall light today. I'm telling you what, tonight 
it's going to really feel like football weather if you're going to venture out to a high school football game. So bundle up. Uh, don't wear your shorts. Make sure to take your earbuds or your AirPods so you can listen to high school football on the radio. We've got St. X. Here on the Big X, we've got Jeff Silver Creek on 94.7 and also on 970 Trinity Football as well. All right, we will head to a commercial break. We'll come back with our final segment of the week. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star will help us go into the weekend. We'll talk some recruiting and some high school football with him. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. Welcome back. Friday edition of the program. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star, my guest, as always, in this segment as we wrap up the show and wrap up the week. And, Kyle, you know, yesterday, IU Men's Basketball Media Day, Trace Jackson Davis uh, sure looks like a big leader for Indiana. We know he's talented. We hope the NBA is in his future. Uh, interesting to see what he can get done this season. The Hoosiers having uh, a lot of high marks and expectations here in the preseason But, Kyle, it seems like just yesterday that you and I were watching Mr. Jackson Davis play for Center Grove. In fact, I can remember the first time I saw him play. It was the Seymour Regional, I believe, and I believe he was a freshman uh, for Center Grove. And you could see some promise and see the ability. You knew the bloodline, the connection, but he just hadn't put it all together just yet and he has come such a very very long way uh from that freshman year at center grove when i know we both first set eyes on him yeah he certainly has it's been fun to see uh what he's been able to accomplish and and uh got to know trace you know since back when you're talking and and over the years and you know it's always fun to run into him and you know, last the last couple of years when he's come back, he came back for a lot of center row football games, which I'll actually be out there tonight, uh, Friday night football, but to watch his brother Taven play. And he was always kind of a big football, you know, center row fan anyway. But, you know, and I, I started to refer to him as uh, uh, Taven's older brother. It was like, oh, good to see Taven's older brothers out here to, to, to watch the game tonight. So it's just, it's been fun to see. And I, it's, it's kind of fun to see, too, that he's been able to, you know, stay there maybe longer than than what we expected, and and be part of that IU team for a little bit longer uh, than than maybe people thought. I, I don't know if that's how he really saw it going into it necessarily, but you know, it's been a you know, kind of you get that it's kind of that old school you know the the longer uh, tenure of college players. So you know, that's been a that's been interesting too, and I, I think uh, you know, obviously part of that's NIL and, and some of the changes that have happened to college sports, but. And partially his, probably his skill set really needs to be, you know, he needs to do some things differently to play at the next level in the NBA. So, you know, hopefully he'll get there. And, you know, he's a he's a kid with a, you're not a kid anymore, but a, a, a young man who's really got a, you know, a lot of ability and, uh, and a cool personality too. And it's it's uh, fun to see him uh, taking on that leadership role. And I think that's something he embraces and wants to be. 
Absolutely. Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star, my guest. Kyle, we are headed down the backside of the high school football schedule. I was looking at the calendar before you came on this segment. How far out are we from sectional football pairings being revealed? Yeah, it's, I was actually looking at that, too, uh, because I always, you always know it's coming, but I kind of forget sometimes how, how soon it'll be. Uh, I believe it's October the 9th. Uh, that that Sunday, it's either the ninth or the you know right, whatever that Sunday will be. So, yeah, it's basically you know we're I guess about a couple weeks away or whatever that is, two weeks and a little, and some change. But but yeah, that point of the year you start thinking about you know obviously people kind of start looking ahead to you know what their sectional draw will be and where you're going, who you're matched up with, and in six A you know you get a week off in between with the with kind of a bye week built into that, but. Uh, you, so you can start planning and game planning and, and, and uh, you know, probably a team that, you know, in all likelihood you've already seen uh, one time this year. Uh, so you start going over film again. And, and uh, so that'll be, yeah, it'll be coming up before we know it here. We had Flory Bedunga's coach on, John Peckinpah, earlier today in the show. He was talking about all the big college coaches uh, that have been guests at Kokomo Fall Practices and just about Flory and his development. Uh, he sure seems like a player, Kyle, from, and I've not seen him play a game. I've seen highlights and clips, and I've talked with people like you. But after hearing Coach Peckinpah today and seeing uh, Flory Bedunga's rise here in these national rankings, he seems like a player that obviously is going to play college hoops at a high level. But with what he's got athletically and some skills that have come natural to him given his really short time playing basketball, Seems like a guy that has a ceiling of being an NBA pro one day. Yeah, it's interesting to see his uh, progression, and and obviously he's taken on the you know the taking the, the world by storm here in in the rankings and the the things that he's done with uh, throughout his high school year and then into the spring and summer. So you know, I think really it's, it's you know it's it's there's a ton of upside, obviously, and and the things he can do defensively as well you know you, you think a lot about offense when you think about pro potential but you know really his maybe one of his biggest strengths is his ability to, to protect the rim you know and, and and be a defensive and rebounding force and I know that's what uh, John Peckinpah has really you know preached to him is is doing those sorts of things and then you know developing his offensive skill set is really uh, taking him to a whole nother level uh, in, in the last year or so uh, so that's been it's been a you know it's been fun to watch him and and I had a chance to watch him at the Charlie Hughes where he played against uh, Xavier Booker and also other teams but just covering him there and watching those games he really uh, showed well against Booker and they're two different types of players really in fairness to Booker who's more of a you know he can go inside and out uh, but may, probably more of a what you think of as a perimeter uh, post player perimeter you know, big. Uh, and Badunga is more of an around the basket right now, uh, who's developing more of his his skill set. So there are two different types of players, but you know, from a physical standpoint, he held his own more than held his own, and just basically dunked everything in sight, which is what he does really well. Uh, so yeah, it's just I think it's going to be a matter of, and I think he's really got a good uh, you know work ethic to him. And I know John, you know, was really worked with him to you know on that aspect, and and he expects a lot out of him. So, uh, you know, it's it'll be, you know, he's a top, you know, whatever the rankings are saying, top five, top ten player uh, in the country for a reason. And, you know, we're blessed right now, and it seems like we always are, but, you know, blessed to have a lot of really good, you know, high-level players to uh, to watch right now. 
Absolutely. Kyle Nedenrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, what high school football game will you be at tonight in Indianapolis, that area? I'll be heading down to see uh, Lawrence Central and Center Grove play tonight and, and uh, the chance to see uh, LC's a team that was winless two years ago and they're making strides. Josh Mickens, he's another you know another guy you talk about with basketball. He's a good basketball player for uh, Al Gooden over there at LC, but also a big-time football prospect who's uh, committed to LSU. Uh, defensive end, a uh, really good player. He kind of leads that team, but uh, they've been building. Will Patterson, of course, played at, played at IU, played football there, so uh, good to see him doing big things, but should be a good game. All right, Kyle Nedenrip, the Indianapolis Star. Thank you, Kyle. We'll do it next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. That's going to wrap things up for the show for the week. Enjoy college football, high school football, and we'll be back Monday to recap all of it. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.